Well, I think the number one skill to get getting everything you want in life is the ability to close. Is the ability to close. Period. Uh, all my wealth, all my fulfillment, all my success comes from my, from my ability to close. Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. What's up, guys? Vince Del Monte here, and welcome to the podcast today where you guys are going to meet one of the sharpest business minds that I've come across recently, and he's one of the few people whose advice I trust when it comes to uh, making money and building a business in a leverageable way. And his name is Dan Locke. He's a fellow Canadian. He's an individual that I recently met through a, a good friend of mine who's helped his business take the leap. And if you want to make a quantum leap with your own income, then you're going to love this podcast. Uh, We dive in on all sorts of things around uh, making money and um, the way that rich people actually think and the things that you were never taught about money, um, you know, as a kid and even now. And this information is hard to come by because a lot of people out there are talkers and they're fanboys and they're selling business opportunities but they've never built a successful business themselves and I keep those people off the show (laughs) don't worry Uh, Dan's the real deal he lives out in Vancouver he's got this 15 million dollar condo he's got a three hundred thousand dollar Bentley and and more importantly than those things I like to just share those things because you can't get those things by (laughs) you know (laughs) you know leasing them you either got the cash for that or you don't so it's really important for me to introduce you to people that are the real deal and uh, he's created a program that has helped literally hundreds if not thousands of people uh, take the quantum leap with their income make anywhere from 100 to 500k a year uh, either as their own thing as their own gig or as a side gig and we're going to tell you about that at the end of the call today he's the creator of high ticket closer and um and man, Dan's got an incredible story we're going to hear about today. And just so you know that he's the real deal, he's one of the highest paid and most in-demand consultants in real estate and high and in the high ticket space. So what that means is he's very good at selling high price uh, products and services such as real estate development marketing, luxury jewelry, medical equipment, and internet and different uh, internet marketing services. And beyond his business success, he's also uh, been on stage. He's been an opening speaker at TEDx. He's an international best-selling author. He's got over 13 books, and we're going to hook you up with one of his books at the end of this call today for free. And he's the host of Shoulders of Titans. It's an awesome show that features famous billionaires and other entrepreneurs worth $100 million or more. So uh, Dan's awesome. He's got a huge presence on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You can check out his work there. Uh, start watching his YouTube videos. Just look up Dan Locks. Start watching the stuff he does. And he's an awesome dude. I've uh, spent a, about a good solid um, hour and 20 minutes with him today. And um, again, we're going to really expand your mind in terms of 
making more money, how rich people think, and then we're going to give you an opportunity at the end to join Team Del Monte, to join us. Um, in fact, it can be with him or with I to start making anywhere from five to twenty-five k extra a month. It can be something you do full-time or something on the side. I know that might be triggering one or two of yours BS radars. And just listen to the podcast. And if what we've got for you sounds of interest, then check it out. But I'm really big on sharing that who you're learning from is legit. And uh, Dan's got a bit of a potty mouth. So if you can, uh, if you can um, <laughs> not get offended by that, you're going to get a ton of value from the call. Super genuine, super honest, had a fun, fun conversation with him. So without further ado, Dan Locke. Yo, 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 we are back. I've been so excited to do this podcast ever since I heard about this man, Dan Locke, uh, celebrity entrepreneur, fellow Canadian, is um, on the call here today. It took a little while to get this set up. And um, oh man, well, before we get dive way too far into this, let's uh, meet Dan. Dan, how you doing, man? Hey, thank you, Vince. Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, this is so awesome. So uh, you, you know the story, right? About how I first heard about you. Did I tell you? Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, m- mutual friend, right? You know, when somebody's doing something cool in the online space, uh, you eventually hear about them. And, uh, you know, you've been under the radar helping a lot of influencers, brands. And, you know, our good friend Jason Capital uh, spoke very highly of you when I was out in San Diego at Bedros' Fitness Business Summit event. And uh, Bedros coaches both him and I. And, uh, you know, we have a, some similar similarities in our business. You know, he has a a book as well, an awesome book called Higher Status. I've got my book, Living Large. So we were just kind of trading stories on what was working to get more books into people's hands. And uh, he was telling me about um, this guy that he'd met from Vancouver. I'm like, Canada, I know everybody from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, that's when your name came up and he uh, talked about how you'd really helped him out a lot with um, uh, getting – uh, some people on his team because he had some uh, areas that I, he needed help with as as I do. And, um, you know, that's something we want to talk to you guys about today on the call, an opportunity to help um, join Team Del Monte to, um, to get more books and to help more people um, with their goals. And, uh, damn, man, why don't we go back in time and start with, like, your entrepreneur story? Like, how did you get into this whole world? Well, I was born in Hong Kong and I came to Canada years ago with no money, no connections and not a word of the English language on my lips. So I immigrated to Canada when I was 14 years old. And then um, shortly after that, my mom and dad got divorced when I was 16 years old. Mm. So if you can imagine going to a country where you don't speak the language with no money. Uh, So growing up, it, it it, it wasn't easy. Right, I was living in Surrey, which is one of the worst neighborhoods in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, and 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 at the time, I was one of the only three Chinese in my school. So uh, I was a skinny guy. I was like probably like 105 pounds. You can imagine. <laughs> I was like a monkey. And so, so I got beat up. I got beat up almost every single week. Uh-huh. Uh, I got I got bullied. I, I mean, I had no friends. So growing up, it was very, very difficult. And shortly after that, my dad actually went bankrupt uh, in Hong Kong when I was 17 years old. And basically the story was he, his business partner uh, took everything and just disappeared overnight. And it left him hanging and he was the one that signed on the dots. So he was, he was, he was the one that's guaranteeing everything. So, wow. 
So that wiped him out, not just in, not financially, not just financially, but emotionally. Mm. Uh, and he he never he was never the same man again. And looking at that, and I thought to myself, you know, I I need to grow up. Like I need to stop being a boy and taking care of my family, taking care of my mom. So I started very very early on, early on in in the business world when I was just in high school. And just like most kids out there, I was like mowing lawns for for people in my neighborhood. And a uh, quick story. So one day at a time, because I was getting beat up, so I was taking like martial art and karate classes. And that's how I kind of became a, a like a how I grew, you know, love, you know, fall in love with martial art. Hmm. And so, you know, I was learning martial art. And one day I was just jog, jogging around my neighborhood, right? And, and I I saw this older older gentleman. Must be he must be in his like maybe late sixties, and he was mowing the lawn with this lawnmower, and he was like he was going like super slow, like like, <laughs> like super slow because the machine was too heavy for him. Huh. So I was like, hey, being a young guy, I like I'm I'm running, I'm working out anyway. So I offered over the help and saying, you know, do you need help? So I mowed the entire lawn without thinking much about it. Uh, I thought just it would be a good workout for me, right? Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he handed me a, a twenty dollar bill, and I thought, "Huh, this is pretty cool." I never thought about like I'll make money doing something like this with with just helping people out. And afterwards, I thought, you know what? What if I? I wonder if there are other people in the neighborhood that need needs this kind of help, needs them lawns mow, but I have no money and I have no machine. I don't have a lawnmower, hmm. so I approached this older gentleman. His name is Mike. I said, as you know, and because later on I got to know him, right? We talked, and he basically was talking about he lived with with him by himself and with uh, um, his wife, um, and all the kids kind of moved out, and they're all in you know all different parts of the world, and he's got this machine. I said, you know, what if I come mow your lawn every single week? Would you be open to let me use the machine and and help out help other people in the neighborhoods? And and I would take care of the machine. I would take care of the maintenance. I mean, I put gas into it. Um, I, like I would, I would just maintain it in very, very good condition. And looked at me and said, "You know what? Hey, kid, I can't use a damn thing anyway." So, so, so he was like, "Sure." So I got my equipment, my machine with with no money in, right? Hmm. Um, so that's how I kind of got got the first got started. And and I was running around the neighborhood. I was knocking on door. And and I couldn't get people to hire me, except Mike. So Mike, you know, Mike, Mike, you know, I was doing it for free. So I have the machine with a couple of my buddies, but we were making no money. So at the time, I had an aunt, and she uh, used to have a a printing business. So you know, prints business card and flyers and all that. So I approached my aunt and I said, you know, aunt, what if like do you need more business? It's just of course, you know, why don't I help you distribute these like flyers around like the neighborhood? You know, talk about your printing services, and she's oh, that's a great idea, and and I said, you know, I'll help you do that. I won't charge you anything, but you know, when you when you print a flyer, it has two sides, right? So I said, one side you can put all your printing service, all the information. On the other side, you could can I put my like lawn mowing service information on the other side? And she said, sure. So I we printed like five thousand flyers. Again, I didn't spend a dollar. And I did. I ran around the neighborhood, and I was distributing all these fl- all these flyers. And I thought, "Damn, I'm gonna get rich." 
because I calculated 5,000 flyers. If, uh, you know, 100 people call me, oh, my God, like, I'll, I'll be the richest, like, high school kid in my school, right? And I, I, I rushed home, and I waited for the phone to ring. And I thought, oh, my God, there's so many phone calls, man. I got to have my notebook ready. Oh, man, <laughs> it's like I'm going to be so busy. Oh, my God, I don't even know if I can go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great, right? Uh-huh. One hour, no call. Oh, First man. day, no call. Second day, no call. And I thought, shit, oh my God, I must have printed the wrong phone number. It must, shit. I look at the fly again. No, that's the right number. What the fuck is it? <laughs> Th- third day, no call, right? So I don't know why oh, I'm laughing. <laughs> no, not a single call. <laughs> oh my God. And that's my, actually, Vince, that's my very first lesson that I learned about marketing and business. That marketing is not about getting your name out there. Mm. Marketing is about getting people into your door. Mm. It's not just people, oh, just get your name out there. It's not about getting your name out there. It's getting them in here. Come visit you. Come give you a, uh, give you a call. Visit your website. That's mm-hmm. what marketing is. Mm-hmm. So I was struggling and I have this machine. I have the desire. I mean, I have the work ethics, but I got no customers. Like, shit, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I thought back, we don't remember Mike. Mm-hmm. How did I get paid for Mike? I was helping a person out without asking anything in return because I wasn't thinking about making money. Mm. And it's $20. Now, this is very important because this affected the, the, the my business philosophy for the rest of my life. Mm. This incident, as I learned as a, as a young kid. So I thought, hmm, that's how I got the business. Wait. Let me do this. So I was looking around in the neighborhood. I was looking for the nicest home. And I found this particular home, beautiful home, probably the best home in around my neighborhood, huge home. But the 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 grass, the lawn is like up to my waistline. It, it was like horrible, right? No one was taking care of it. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to mow the lawn. Now, this is not legal, by the way. This is not like, I didn't know I was so naive because, uh, you know, you, 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 you're transpassing other people's people's <laughs> You right? figured you're helping mud. like shoveling their driveway. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I was just stupid, right? I didn't know I was so naive. But I thought, you know, so I mowed the entire lawn <laughs> and I cleaned out the garbage and it was like, I took the flowers, everything. I spent a whole day on it. And after I finished, I just sit in the, right in the, in the like, wait for the, uh, on the stairs, wait for the uh, the owner to come back. So a lady was driving by, and she actually drove by her house, like, because she didn't recognize her home, because it looked so different. <laughs> she drove by, and then she circled back. What the hell is going on? Like, and then she opened, and she, you know, she, she got out of her car, and she said, okay, what, kid, what are you doing here? I said, you know, um, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I took the time. I know without your permission. But I actually, I try to make some money on the side just to help my mom. Here's a flyer. I, I mow lawns for people in, in, in my spare time. Oh, and she was so grateful and so thankful. And oh. she pulled out a $100 bill, a $100 bill. And she gave that to me. And she said, you know, my husband, you know, he, he, he travels all the time. And, and I don't know how to use these machines. And, and I'm just kind of actually embarrassed. Like my, my, I let my lawn like, you know, grow to this, like, it's so ugly and stuff. So thank you so much. Do you think they come by every week, not every month to do this? And I said, absolutely. Of course. That's why like, I'm here. And then that's my kind of my quote unquote second customer. Hmm. And then from there, 
Then from there, now I knock on others' neighborhood, but then I've got a story because, hey, you know what? Next, next week or in you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm going to come by and mow your neighbor's lawn. And if you want, I can also mow your lawn. And oh, yeah, I, I know her. And, and now and they, they talk. And right there, I got my. And they say, if I come by, since I'm coming to a neighborhood anyway, I'm going to give you like, you know, 20% off. Mm. Like a second customer and third customer. So that's how I started my little business. I didn't make a ton of money from it, but that's where it was my first taste. Hmm. of entrepreneurship that you go out there you hustle you you talk to people you add value without asking anything in return and things just kind of happen mm -hmm. hmm. so so that was sort of, i love hearing the beginning stories by the way <laughs> they're so good so so very powerful lesson you learned what marketing was what what would you say your so your definition of marketing because everybody has a slightly different definition of it because there's marketing and then there's selling and, and yeah. a lot of people can't actually describe each one of them what's your definition of marketing so we can keep them separate good question because most people they refer oh it's marketing and sales marketing and sales no they're actually two different things uh, so i believe marketing is anything everything you do to bring a customers in the door hmm. so anything and everything you do so if you're doing a social media post if you're doing any kind of advertising it's all fall, uh, falls under the umbrella of marketing mm -hmm. sales it's once they're in the door, you're face-to-face, one-on-one, or one-to, a, a group. Now you're converting that attention into money. Mm. What's, so, what's, so marketing comes before sales. So Yeah, right. And what skill do you – could you put a percentage on, like, it's 50-50? I, I don't know if you – I've just thought of that question. But, you know, I'm trying to gauge, like – which one's more important? You know, look at training. Everyone asks, what's more important, training or nutrition? You know, if you look at business, what's more important, marketing or sales? Uh, what are the trends you see, like, at the top, you know, at your level? Uh, I, I would say 100% is sales because for most people, at least where they start, where they – the problem is, Vince, is you, you've seen a lot of, you know, different entrepreneurs, especially in the fitness industry. They're very good at what they do um, or they may have a great story how they lost – weight how they build muscles and they've, they're very passionate about what they do mm. but i've met so many people they struggle and, and they're broke mm -hmm. because they don't have the ability to sell they don't have they don't know how to communicate their value to the marketplace in spite how experienced they are how passionate they are it doesn't matter because there's no relationship between being good at what you do and getting paid well, There's a huge relationship between being good at what you do and being able to close and uh, getting paid. Well, when did you make that connection? That it's it's you know you kind of told a little story there, but when did you like really realize the opportunity was in say the closing, the selling, not so much the marketing? Because I mean, most people still don't know this to this day. They've been in business for five, ten years, and they're still wondering, scratching their head because they look at I put out so much good value. I don't know why. I don't know. I've got this big following, but I'm still struggling. Like they still haven't connected the dots. When did you connect yeah. the dots? Yeah, because because you gotta understand the marketplace doesn't give a damn. Hmm. They, they don't care how hard you work for it. They don't care uh, how big of a following that you have. They don't care uh, if how much how much you know about this subject. They don't even care how much you could help them, hmm. unless you're able to communicate that value and persuade, convince them to buy. Hmm. I always tell people, you can't help them if you don't sell them. Hmm. So someone comes in and say, hey, I want some personal training. Great. If, and they say, and, and, you, and you didn't do your job closing them, 
chances are the person walk away, they're not going to get on their diet. They're not going to uh, work out on a regular basis. Not that they don't want to because you're getting close to them. And I believe where, where money goes, attention goes. Mm. So whatever you pay, you pay attention. So chances are if the person's paying you X amount of dollars, chances, chances are much higher they're going to be there, they're going to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to the story. I learned this when I so my lawn mowing, lawn mowing business. So I, you know, I did it for like six months, a year, and then I had allergy, so I couldn't do it anymore. And then we don't make a little bit of money, but not much money. And I started my next business. I was you know, fixing computers for people, and and I was trying vending machines to try multi-level marketing. I try all kinds of shit. That's like most people. <laughs> right. So, long story short, I started a failed at thirteen businesses. 13 businesses. Wow, 13 businesses. Yeah, before having my first quote-unquote success. And when most people, they, they look at me right now and they say, oh, man, Dan, everything you, you touch turns into gold. You know, your business, your investments and all this stuff. I always tell them, you should have met me when I was young, when everything I touched turns into shit. Because <laughs> 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 it was horrible. It was just like bad because I had no business acumen. I had no, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about marketing, right? Um, so then I found my mentor. Hmm. Now that may may not be answer for everybody, but that was the answer for me. I found my first mentor. His name is Alan, and Alan at the time was running one of the large. He was the founder of the real estate investment network um, in Canada. A huge, huge organization, and he was the founder of one of the largest uh, financial seminar company uh, in Canada. So I found him, and he took me under his wings, and I was working basically as an assistant for him. But he taught me business, he taught me marketing, most importantly, he taught me copywriting. Now, in case you don't know what copywriting is, I mean, Vince, you know what it is, mm-hmm. but basically you're learning how to use words, put it in print, put it on a website, put it in, in anything. Uh, it's, it's persuasion in print. How to use words to compel people to, to take an action. So I was working for him for probably less than a, about a year or so. And I always refer that year as, as the million dollar year of my life because I got a million dollar worth of, educa- of education from, from him on that year. So right afterwards, so I was kind of building my own one-man advertising agency, kind of like, you know, the TV show, The Mad Men, right? Um, mm. I was kind of the mad man and, you know, working without without the cigarettes and all that stuff, but that's what it is. Um, I was working from home as a copywriter in my early 20s. I was like probably 21, 22 at this time. And I was taking on these clients. I was charging at the time only $1,000 per project. So someone would come to me and say, hey, Dan, I want you to write this page or this sales letter. And I would say, great, it's $1,000. Uh, and and I was doing that. And I was doing, you know, good making like a couple grand, like at least paying the bills or something like that. And I was having a conversation with Alan and Alan was like, hey, you know what, Dan? You should increase your price. And I said, what? I've only been doing a, a few months. I can't increase my price. It's insane. Hmm. He said, no, you should increase your price. 
Now, one thing about me is I'm very, very coachable. Like, mm. you know, I listen to my mentor because sometimes people are crazy. People hire a mentor and they fight with a mentor. No, I, got I, I never, I never can quite get that, right? Yeah. Anyway, so my even in spite, I don't agree and I'm not comfortable. But Alan said you should increase your price. I said okay. So what? Like, I'm charging a thousand dollars right now, like ten percent, like eleven hundred dollars. That seems to be like ten percent in a few months. That's pretty outrageous to me, right? Uh-huh. He said, "Nah, that boy." <laughs> I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah, that boy." Like what? Two thousand? Yes, two thousand. I said, "No way in hell! There's no way people would pay me two thousand dollars. I can't charge charge two thousand dollars. I'm gonna lose all my clients. So all my like fear and security all kicks in, right?" He said, "No, two thousand dollars." And, he's, and he said, Dan, here's what I want you to do. I want you to practice in front of me. Learn to ask for $2,000 without, like, with no hesitation. I want you to practice on how to close the $2,000. I said, all right, let's do it. And the next prospect calls me up. And he said, you know, I'm, one, I'm looking for a copywriter. I said, good. And we talk and I find out a little bit about what he needs. He said, well, so how much you charge? And I said, uh, $2,000. He said, okay. And I was like, it like, uh, like I hit me, of course, like, fuck, shit, it works. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got my $2,000 client the first time. Hmm. So I was so happy because you understand, like 1000 or 2000 that's mm-hmm. a lot, right? So now I was, all the new clients coming in all at $2,000. Okay, a few months later. Talking to Alan, and he said, Dan, I said, yes, you should increase your price. I said, what? <laughs> I just increased my price like three, four months ago, literally. He said, yeah, but you're getting busy. You're filling up your appointment book. You can only take on so many projects. I want you to increase your price. Like, what? Double it again? I said, yeah, double it again. I said, no, 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 no. I was, I, said, I was joking. I said, it's not. I wasn't saying I was going to double it. He said, no, yeah, double it again. I said, no fucking way. It was going to pay me. It's for, oh, my God. Now, th- this time, I'm I'm really going to lose all my clients. Like, shit, this, this, this is it. I'm done. I like. I thought to myself, I'm going to be out of business. He said, just just do it. I did the same thing. $4,000. Hmm. And what's fascinating, Vince, I found that it, it takes me the same amount of effort to sell something at $4,000 versus $1,000. That's outstanding. Um, It's the same effort. Can can I share something I just learned at my mastermind with you? Um, You know, a lot of people on my fan page now are asking me, or my Instagram page, you know, Vince, have you forgotten your roots? Um, Have you forgotten that you were the fitness guy and people don't understand that I'm evolving and that my primary focus now is to help 200 men take their financial income to the next level. And um, what we did is uh, a little exercise to just identify where my time should be going. So I have two primary revenue streams. Uh, One of them is my coaching program, and I have over 60 guys in that at $1,500 a month. And I have another offer, which is, to be honest, like one of the things I look forward to most doing each and every month, which is my Maximize Your Muscle 2.0 inner circle newsletter. I might be changing the name to maximize your life and it's uh, coaching on the five M's of manhood. So people get a workout and they get life advice and it's $47 a month. So 
you know, I'm just doing some simple math here. And Dan, if you take $1,500 and divide it by 47, how many people is that each month? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. 31 people. So just like you identified, it took you the same amount of time to close someone at twice or four times the price. It takes me the same effort to sell one person on $1,500 a month as it is to try and get 31 people pay me 47 a month. In fact, it's probably way easier to do the one at 1500 than 31 at 47. So where's my time best spent? Mm-hmm. I think there are, two, there are two big lessons here, right? Number one, it is this. when The more people pay for something, the more they value it. I guarantee you right now in your business, the people who are paying the ass, most of the time, are the people pay the least amount of money. Dude, I the literally pe- have had three guys come to my master. Just sorry not to cut you off. One really quick yes. thing because this literally just happened. I've done. I will. Not, I won't do this again. So I, I sometimes let guys sit in on the mastermind for free, mm-hmm. and I say you can pay me after. Mm-hmm. And, and I did this with three guys, just three guys. You know, I've had in the last couple of masterminds, I've had you know over 40, 50 people sit in that all paid, but there was three particular guys. Um, I know they have the money, so I let them come, and they have been the three biggest pains in my ass. Mm-hmm. They all came for free. Because there's no skin in the game, right? And the clients, imagine, I mean, I, I'm sure we've all had this scenario where we we go the extra mile, we bend over backwards, we give them a deal, a discount, and then they end up being a, the biggest pain in the ass. Not only they don't value it, they don't appreciate it, and they create problems for other people. Well, the one guy was complaining because he had to fly to the event. <laughs> See? Right. I brought seven guest speakers. I had freaking some of the top guys in the industry and, and he could and he was like, I don't know what I got out of it. I'm like, Well, that's not my problem. That was your problem. Yeah. This, this isn't babysitting class. When that's you, exactly it. And uh, I'm glad you touched on that because you know I find that a lot of people don't understand that money is created in the mind. Hundred percent. So that's the first lesson, right? Where you know, the more you charge, the the more they value what you do. Number two is this: most of the time, the the issue is not the marketplace; it is in your in in your head. You project your own insecurities and struggles onto your prospects, hmm. meaning you 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 project your own value onto them. Oh, I'm not going to pay that much. I'm not going to pay five thousand for an event. So mm. they're not going to pay five thousand dollar event. Mm. It's not. It's not true. But I, I'm not going to spend X amount on a mastermind. So they're not going to spend. They're not. They're not going to pay me that much. Mm. Well, that's only your own value judgment. It's not true. It is absolutely not true. So let me let me let me complete my story. There's a there's a, a surprise ending. So I was doing. I was charging four thousand dollars at this point, right? A couple months later. Alan had a conversation with him again. And he said, Dan? I said, yes. You know what I'm going to say, right? I said, no, 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 no. He said, yes. I said, no, 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 no. I said, yes. I said, no, no, like seriously? He said, yep. You want me to increase my price again? Yes. Like what, how much? Like $8,000? He said, yes, $8,000. Like fuck, right? <laughs> you know, he said, you know what? Let's just make it 10000 just wrong numbers. Holy fuck. I said, no fuck. I said, I said Alan, you, I, said, I said, I love you. I respect you. You're my mentor. But this is fucking insane. 
I said, this is nuts. I said, I, I'm, you don't understand. I'm 22 years old. I've been only doing this for like a year, right? Most, pe- most guys, it took them 10, 15 years to charge this kind of money. It's like, uh, fucking, I'm an Asian kid who speaks with an accent. I can't ask for $10,000. There's no way in hell. No one would pay me that. I said, Dan, just practice. Practice in front of the mirror. I can't even. I don't even know uh, what is ten thousand dollars. How many fucking zeros is that? I, I like. I can't compute in my mind right at the time. Just practice. I said, okay, fine, all right. I practiced in front of the mirror, and I couldn't. Like Vince back then, I couldn't even say ten thousand dollars. Like I would like. I would stutter. I was like, say ten thousand dollars. Right. I couldn't do it. But I practiced and I practiced and I practiced until I can quote it. Okay. I remember. I was getting this call. So someone called me up and said, hey, uh, Dan, you know, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he said hi you for copywriting. He's getting good results. I want to hire you to, to write a couple of projects for us. Yeah. Um, and we talk and back and forth. And, and finally he said, you know, so, so how much do you charge? I said $10,000. He said, ooh, ooh that's, 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 uh, that's way more than what we budget for. Uh, in my mouth, oh fuck, man! I lost the sale. Shit! Ah, shouldn't have asked for that much. He said, "Well, but I, I heard that you know you actually charge like my friend. I think he was charging you for like four, like four five, like you you were charging four five thousand dollars." I said, "I said yeah, but that was the old rate, <laughs> uh, and this project is is a lot more work." It's a lot more complex. I need to write multiple pieces for you. I said, hmm, well, that's that's way more than we, we what we budget for. Um, hmm, but you come highly recommended. Uh, and my friend said, you know, your, your, the, the, the piece that you wrote for him made him a lot of money. So, hmm, let me talk to my business partner. I'll get back right back to you. I said, great. You got back. I thought, oh my God, this is it. Shit, lost myself. It's going to be a tough month. Call me back within a very short period of time. He said, you know, Dan, yeah, we, we talk, I talk with my partner. I think this, this kind of, I think we, we go with this. Um, can you do half down and half is complete? And I, I just shut up. I, I, and I deep, deep breath. I say, yep, yep. That's exactly how we work. Right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> how we work. Yeah, yeah. 5,000 five down, 5,000 was, five was done, right? Uh-huh. And th- that was my first. $10,000 client. That's amazing. And that, that's and that's Vince and that's how I learned it. This is I'm talking from $1,000 to $10,000. This is within a year. Hmm. One year I 10x my price. So th- there's there's a big theme going on here and you know one of the things that I've learned the more and more I study sales is that there's only one thing um, well there's kind of two lessons here. One thing is that you have to understand that there's nothing that can blow a deal. Um, but there is one thing that will begin to blow a deal and that is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what's happening with a lot of people who are blowing their deals why increasing price points or, 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 one, or something, anything, it's, it's because they're uncertain of the value they have to offer. And I had the same experience with um, somebody who wants to uh, work with me one-on-one and he doesn't want to come to the mastermind meetings. Um, I've got a name for that. I call them ego clients. And it's totally cool. I get it. Some guys just want to do the coaching over the phone. I made it clear to him that you're not going to get any different advice from me on the phone. 
if you join the group or just hire me one on one. So he wanted to know what my rate was to work with him one on one because he doesn't want to come to the meetings. And I just uh, quoted. Well, I actually consulted with my coach first, and mm-hmm. he told me to double it. And I said, "That's double it." I'm giving him the exact same advice that I would be giving him if he was paying half. Mm-hmm. He's like he's an eagle client. He, these guys expect to pay that anyways. So I quoted him thirty six. Mm-hmm. And and I text him back. I said, how come I was scared? Like I was scared. He said, how much would it cost for you to um, coach me without the group and just one-on-one? And I said, 36K. And I, I why am I afraid? Uh, wh- what do you think? Like why are people afraid um, to increase their prices? Is it li- limiting beliefs? Like it's, 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 it's more than that. It's much more than that. On, on the surface, it may seem like it's limiting belief. But very often, you got to understand most people in, in think about our, our childhood, right? If we grew up in, in a poor family, a middle class family, now all this stuff when we're growing up, I'm sure we all hear he, all these limiting money belief, right? The negative association with money. That if you ask for money, a lot of money means what? Mm. You are greedy. You don't want to help people. Or you just a money grab, mm-hmm. right? So, or what would my friends think about it, Vince? Mm-hmm. Most of your family and friends. How much is enough? Talk- and, and, and yeah, and also relatives. They don't make thirty six thousand a year. Mm. And when you ask for that kind of money, subconsciously it triggers a lot, like deep rooted emotions, right? Mm. Where it is, oh man, what does that make me? What if they like? Is it not nothing? Nothing is logical. Mm. But subconsciously, what if they find out I asked for this much money? What what would they think of me now? Am, am I am I being a greedy bastard? Like, what is this? Like, all this stuff is not, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's why these, you have the experience, the fear, or the truth is, put it this way if you don't get that client at 36,000, it, it's not going to change your life. You know, there's always another client, right? So it's not the fear of losing the sale. It's not the fear of losing the sale. There's always another client that will come by. But why do we feel this way? It is because of that. Hmm. So a lot of time, pricing is not just pricing. Uh, you, you talked about, you just touched about something very, very important about certainty. Certainty about yourself, here's the deal. Think about anything that you're selling, say personal training. What are you actually selling? Now, you might say I'm selling results. They hire me, they're going to get into the best shape ever. Hmm. They're going to lose the weight that they want to lose. They, they're going to build the muscles. They're going to they, they're gonna get a six-pack abs. I said, really? That's what you're selling? I can tell you that's not what they're buying. Hmm. Well, then, then, then what are they buying? Because think about it. Let's say if I was to hire a personal trainer and I hire you, and you charge me a, a decent amount of money, I really don't know if it's going to work until you have delivered a service mm, you're selling think about it yeah i get you so so i don't so even though you say results but i really won't get the results until you close me and hire me yes right, right? And, and hire you yeah you're walking out of so, the gym with nothing maybe with nothing maybe a t-shirt maybe so so really you're not selling results you cannot be selling results hmm. so what are you selling here's what you're selling you're selling certainty in an uncertain world hmm that's what you're selling. Mm, you sound hope. That's ex- exactly it. And, and you're you're selling um, the. So what I've really learned is that you know, you know, someone's got an external problem, 
but they don't buy. Let's say you've got man boobs. You're not buying anything because you've got man boobs. That's an external problem. You're buying to relieve the internal pain because of that external problem. Correct. And, and I think that's where people are afraid to go. They're afraid to talk about – would you agree with that? People are afraid to talk oh, about – it's easy to 100%. talk about 10 pounds. 100%. And that's why when it comes to high-ticket sales, uh, what I teach, it's, it's all about digging the pain. Hmm. Because people don't buy into something. Okay, he's his big writer down here. People don't buy their way into something. They buy their way out of something. Oh, wow. Okay, people don't buy in their way into something. They buy their way out of something. So they're writing their check. They're giving the credit card number because they have a problem they want to get out of. Yeah, whatever yeah. the pain that is. Right. Let, let's talk about you for a second because you've got you know, uh, you know, beautiful. I mean, I, I can't remember. You told me it was like fifteen mil or something condo now, like yep. Ferraris. Like, tell me yep. why did why did you buy those? <laughs> so I buy it. Think about it. It makes absolutely. I just bought a like new Bentley, right? A, a four door flying spurt. Uh, what, what like are, can I ask you what do those run at? Now three three twenty three thirty. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I love to hear your brand new. By the way, brand new. Beautiful. I mean, it's a gorgeous car. I love to hear your thought process behind. You know, because I think that's a big problem people have is they don't understand like um, your your mindset around like explain to me the mindset around investing into a car like that when most people just couldn't wrap their mind around that. Yeah. So so that usually different reactions, right? First is oh man, that is so cool. Or oh my god, man! Like you're such a you know you're so arrogant and so you're so wasteful and and you know all this stuff, right? Usually positive, negative, or neutral, right? Uh, you think about a log. Let's look at logically. Mm-hmm. You don't need to spend that kind of money to get a transportation, get a car to go from point A to point B, right? A, a Toyota would do. Right? Sure. A, a Hyundai would do. A twenty thousand dollar car would do. Uh-huh. Um, a thirty thousand dollar car would do. You don't need to spend three hundred somewhat k on on a brand new car. It makes no sense. Um, but it's not that. That's not what I'm buying. What What am I buying? I'm buying. You could say status. Uh, I'm buying a statement. On the other hand, I'm also buying an opportunity. Now, what am I talking about? Uh, just recently, I was negotiating a deal with a, a pretty big company, right? Uh, like a billion-dollar company, okay, with a global platform. We're talking about doing business together. So one of the partners, uh, the CEO, flew to Vancouver to meet with me. Hmm. Uh, I had my guy to pick to to pick him up in my Bentley, hmm. and then we had we had the meeting in my in my penthouse, the fifty million dollar penthouse, hmm. and I closed the deal. Wow. Now let me ask you this: uh, If I was to pick him up in a Hyundai, <laughs> do you think I would close the deal? My God, no. Hey, maybe, so, maybe not. Right. <laughs> so, so there's there's a huge lesson here. Rich people look at everything from a, what what like, help people understand how rich people view every single decision, money making decision in their life. It's very simple. Money is math. So instead of looking into like most poor people, here's what what they think. They look at they look at something. They look at look at Vince's mastermind group. Oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. Hmm. Like it's always I can't afford. Oh, you know, growing up, money doesn't grow on trees. Trees, right? Money is the root of all evil. Evil. You see how quick that is, hmm. right? It, it's like so easy. 
You have so many, so many negative associations with money and rich people. Imagine this, Vince. Let me ask you this, and I'll go back and circle back to the question. Imagine most people. If you're listening to this, imagine you, you do this with me. You're walking down the street, and suddenly someone is driving by a black Lamborghini, like vroom, right past you. What's the first thought that goes through your head? Be honest. Um, he's loaded. Um, he's, he's, he's a fucking truck dealer. I wonder what he does. Yeah. I, I wonder what he does. That's right? what I, I wonder what he does. That's what I think. Yeah. Or, or is what most people that prick, <laughs> that bastard, huh. the arrogant son of a bitch. That's he must, most. What, he, he must be insecure, or yeah. Why does he need that? Yeah. Yeah. Jealousy. Enviness, judgment. My question is, how do you know? Do you know the guy? Have you talked to the guy? How do you know he's not a hardworking entrepreneur who's got a has got a great family, that he contributes to society, that he's helping out the charity? How do you, how the hell do you know? Mm. You don't know. You don't know anything about the guy. Yet you made up this story about the person just simply because he drives a car. Mm. That's it. So it doesn't tell me anything about him. It tells me anything about about you, though, mm. right? So, so it you, tells me sorry, your thought process. Yeah. So your thought process. So people look at this. Oh, I can't afford that. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Guess what? You, you haven't been able to afford anything in your whole life anyway. <laughs> You've been saying that your whole fucking life. Uh-huh. I can't afford that suit. I can't afford that watch. I can't afford that car. I can't afford anything. My question is: Is that working for you? Hmm. Right. So rich people, millionaires, we don't think we don't look at something and say, oh, I can't afford it. Here's the question. It's much more powerful. It's how can I make it make me money? Hmm. How can I make it make me? Money? So I look at Bentley instead of looking at and for most people, it's a liability. Hmm. Right. It's a three hundred fifty thousand dollar liability. Hmm. And for most people, it is. But my mindset is so. So how could I use this to make me money? Hmm. Well, number one, I could use it on social media to get attention. I could use it on Instagram to get attention. Okay, so I could use that to as part of my my brand, part of my marketing. I mean, think about. It. I don't think it looks looks very good when Dan Lok drives drives a Toyota. Just face it, right? <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do the videos you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so that's not it. So that's number one. So it's part of branding. Number two, I actually enjoy the car a lot. Mm. So for 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 leisure purposes, when. Um, why am I getting a four? I had a two door, the GT, but now I'm upgrading to a four door because in the back of the car I can get work done while someone's driving the car. So it saves me time, and my time it's it's valuable these days. So that's the second thing for so for productivity wise, it's a smart investment. Number three, in terms of deal making, when I have people coming in, when I have some of these these deals coming in, just that alone closing that deal more than pay for the car multiple times, right? So yeah. if I if I didn't invest in that, could I close the deal? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But everything I do, I look at it. How could I make? How can I? How can I make it make me money? Versus I can't afford it, mm-hmm. right? But it's a shift in mindset. You see, we it requires no effort when you say I can't afford it. Mm. Your brain shuts down, and that's it. You're done. But when the minute you think about how can I get resourceful, how can how can I make this make me money? Mm. How how could I turn this into a liability, a huge liability, into into an asset? It has nothing to do with a vehicle. It's everything to do with how you use it. Yeah, I can turn it into money. The same thing. Now my next goal is to buy buy a jet. 
Hmm. Makes no sense to buy a fucking jet. Trust me, right? It makes absolutely no economic sense to buy a jet. Except my mind is, how can I make it make me make me make me money? Mm-hmm. Then, so don't train your goals to 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 match your reality. Oh, that's beautiful, right? Oh, I always say, here's what you do. You act as if all your dreams have come true, and then you challenge your reality to catch up. Hmm. It's a very different mindset, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, um, I'm not where you're at, Dan. And, um, you know, I, even me, I kind of, it's, I, I want to ask you, like, it's so easy, like, to go back. Like, even though, like, I'll give you a quick story or pat myself on the back, and then I'll give you another story of where I need to be around guys like you more and more often. You know, we moved into Toronto, and um, Toronto is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live in. And um, everyone's trying to get property here because within a few years, it's going to be like New York City. The only thing you can buy is air. So if you can buy land in Toronto, you're going to be really well off in five, ten years from now. So, you know, I had this bug in my ear from, you know, a lot of people saying, Vince, why do you want to move to Toronto? You've already like pretty much own your home here in Ancaster. You're living below your means. I'm like, yeah, but this isn't helping me grow. This isn't helping me increase my top line. And I think one of the number one uh, mistakes of entrepreneurs is that they get too obsessed around managing their bottom line and they lose focus on growing the top line. And I didn't realize that by coming to Toronto sooner and, and showing the house and showing that here's where we live and getting my money to work for me and to pay you know twice as much in taxes each year, to pay, like it costs an arm and a leg just to live here just to pay the mortgage each month, it's forced me, you know, to dump the cash and go chase it. And, and, um, and that's been an awesome challenge. You know, every once in a while, you know, my parents will be in my ear saying, why don't you just move to Guelph here where we live and you can get a way bigger house and live way more comfortably. And like, that's the exact reason. Cause I, because as soon as I get co- familiar and comfortable, that's when I Complacency stop, that's in. when I stop pressing. And I think a lot of this stuff comes from people looking out for your – they think they're looking out for your safety. But really the, the most dangerous place to be in life is safety. Yeah. Because and, you and stop, what, you stop and trying and to what survive. they're doing – again, your parents, I mean, of course, love them. But they're projecting their own values onto you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what they value. That's the, Yeah, you know, just get a bigger house. Save money, right? And I'm not saying don't save money. I'm saying – that why limit why most people there's a part why, they lower why the stretch yourself why stretch yourself why live under all this pressure every single month you've got to come up with that and i'm like that's a good thing that's a positive that's not a negative most people don't have that you know um desire to you know, not desire but most people aren't willing to look at that as a as a, a not as a problem but as um a, as a opportunity Right, That's and, and 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 the problem is now in in North America, the the middle class is disappearing. Everybody knows that. So the gap between rich and poor it's getting larger and larger. So you have two choices. You can say, you know what, I'm just going to be bitch about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle. Or you say, you know what, I'm gonna move up. Mm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there. What what would it take? Right now, I mean nowadays millionaires is like fucking middle class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Over five hundred thousand people became a millionaire last year. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, like when I, I okay, I, I became a millionaire when I was twenty-seven years old. I don't mean that a million in revenue and all this bullshit. Like I mean a million in cash in the bank, right? Yeah. So twenty-seven years old, you got twenty-seven years old. I feel pretty good, like to to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. You know, but now looking back, it's like no, I was broke. 
right? I, I had no money. Uh, that's not like that is not enough. Like even in Toronto, as you know, how much how much a house cost, right? In Vancouver, same fucking thing, right? You can't even buy a home for a million dollars anymore, yeah. right? And so it's not it's not about being greedy. It's not about none of these things. It it is about life. Is about growth, mm-hmm. right? It is about having choices, and you cannot have the freedom and choices without resources. Mm-hmm. And, so and yeah, right? I, don't, I don't think people are thinking also too like potential devastations and 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 this isn't fear-mongering guys this is the reality like literally last week one of flavia's bridesmaids husband slammed into the back of a truck at 1 30 in the morning under the influence and left behind three young boys and she is absolutely dismantled uh, because she is now responsible for three kids and um, she's got health issues no one in her family's got any money, and I mean, I can't even wrap my mind around how they're going to move forward. And, and this is happening more and more every day. Like you don't know the future. Like you don't know if your parents are going to have get a disease or if they're going to, um, you know, get ill early, and you're going to have to take care of them. You you don't know the future, and and if you don't take this, you know, my I, I sometimes get criticized like Vince. You take a lot of pressure upon your shoulders to want to be the provider, you know, the godfather, if you will, for everyone in the family. You don't need to take on that pressure. And I say, well, nobody else is. That's exactly. If you're not going to do it, then who else? Nobody else is. That's that's the exact point. Yeah. Th- that's the point because we need to break this cycle. We can break the bloodline here. You know, the bloodline can stop with you. You know, you don't have your generation of, of, of scarcity and, you know, financial struggle can end with you and i don't think people realize that and and they don't understand that by embracing this and pursuing a different path they can set their family up for what i like to call wealth generational wealth generational wealth and and that's exactly why i love your the five m's the muscle mindset um and money and um and marriage right Uh mission because I mean, I guess I, I know a lot of a lot of your audience. I mean, they they, they 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 love the muscle part. They're working out and they're healthy, and that's all good. That's all great. I mean, I'm a martial art guy. I get it, but that's not enough. Uh-huh. I mean, having that nice bicep and a six pack, and when you can't fucking pay the bills, you can't provide for your family, you can't even you know buy your daughter a fucking toy. You you can't you can't buy you can't take them on vacation. Then what kind of fucking man are you? Yeah, no, Dan, right? I know Dan. I know that that sounds harsh and intense, but you know I hear way too many men who say, "Oh, it's family first, family first. But um, the the irony there is that you can't put your family first if you don't first put yourself first. Yeah, and, that's and not what, family and what, first. And what I mean by that is that you need to invest into the leadership skills, into the coaching, into the mentorship, to the knowledge, the the, the networking, whatever it may be to put you into a position where you can in fact like somebody who says i'm taking care of my family first but you know the the kids um you know haven't been out for dinner in six months that's not that's incongruent well that's what you value but you're not allowing your kids to expand and grow and experience new things and um you know this is really challenging stuff you know um you really need to reassess what it means to put your family first 
if they're struggling and there's constant tension and they're living in a state of scarcity because they will pass that on to their kids as well. Mm-hmm. Then, then what kind of role model are you, right? You know, you, 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 you it's almost you, you, you stuck in a, you go in the gym two hours, three hours a day. Well, that's good. That's great. But what I'm saying is what other areas are you neglecting? Mm-hmm. If you're truly good, then you know what? You have the muscle. You also have the mindset. You have the mission. You have the marriage and you have the fucking money, mm. right? If you're truly good, not just one area, you need to be, be good in all areas. Um, and then you're being a role model to your kids and they look up to you and they say, you know what? Yeah, dad is a provider. It's the same thing with me. I provide for my mom. I provide for the people around me. Uh, no different. Like you said, Vince, I mean, if we're not going to do it, then who's going to do it? Yeah, and you become inspirational, right? Uh, you, you set the bar higher, and you show people too that you can do it without having to, you know, kick your family to the curb in the process. You show people that you can do it ethically, and uh, you bring people into a whole new world. Like I was just talking to Flavia the other day, like my kids are going to be traveling with me to these masterminds before I know it, and they're going to get exposed to some really mm-hmm. interesting people, and mm-hmm. their minds are going to be expanded faster than they would if I wasn't able to provide them these opportunities. And we're, we're right now like kind of in the whole, should we put our kids in private school? And uh, I was doing the math on it, Dan. It's $15,000 a year yes. for one child. So $15,000 yes. times 12 years, that's mm-hmm. $180,000 times three kids. That's mm-hmm. $540,000 to put my kids in private school. And, you know, I'm trying to think like, how, how is that investment going to increase my top line? But mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time, I want to be able to um, ex- you know, allow them to get higher quality education, advance faster, get more personalized attention, be in a more um, maybe safe environment. You know? So, so you got to just – like I want those options. I might not do that, but I want those options. And um, that's really what money allows you to do. Uh, exactly. And also the networking. I'll, sh- I'll circle back with you know, why, what inspired me to, to get the jet. Because I never thought of getting a jet. Hmm. So I was traveling, flying private. It was in, the, in the Vancouver, like a, the private aviation where we, we fly the plane. So I was there a few, a few hours early with my team. We're just talking with people. And there were just gentlemen sitting like next to me in, in the lounge, right? And we're just chatting and about what he does. It turns out he is like, you know, his family owns like a ton, like dozens of these planes. And he was the, um, the, the CEO of a huge company. I can't name name, but a huge company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huge in Canada, in Canada. Um, and we were just talking like a multi-billion dollar company. And then I was talking with him and then I was then talking with somebody else who's a celebrity. Again, I cannot name name, but a celebrity. I thought I thought to myself, in that one hour, I've met two fascinating, fascinating people, right? Power players. That's when it hit me. Hmm. The people hanging around in those places, they're very different mm-hmm. from the people hanging around in the commercial places, mm-hmm. right? They're just a different breed of people. Not that they're bad or anything like that, but they're different, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, I want more of this. That's yeah. when it, what got me thinking. No, if I have a jet, I can fly around. Not only it saves me time, you know, I go through all this bullshit, um, you know, from like from the landing to my to my car is like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my car parked right in front of the parking lot, walked out directly, right? And but the people that you meet, the opportunities again goes back to how can I make it make me money, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I thought, yeah, that from a money sense, it absolutely makes no sense. But from you look at it from a different angle, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's when I got me thinking, trust me, it doesn't matter about how much money I have, a jet costs a huge amount of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole different level. I need to up my game, right? I need to get to like, I'm, I'm an eight figure right now, right? Eight figure entrepreneur. I need to get to the nine figure, 100 million, 200 million to be able to do something like this, right? Mm. So I thought, okay, so who do I have to be? Dan Locke. Most people would say, people look at me and say, Dan, you're very successful. They'll, they'll be pretty, they'll be pretty happy to have what I have. But I'm not satisfied. Mm. Not because greed, but because who, I want to see what's my potential. Mm. How, how high is high? Mm. Could I build a hundred million dollar company? Could I build a two hundred million dollar company? Could I build a billion dollar company? Right? Yeah, Dan. Maybe a, a personal question for you. So, um, you know, what would where would you draw the line in terms of enough is enough? Where how far will you go to achieve this, the, the the exploration of your potential without crossing uh, maybe a line that you've drawn for yourself? Do you have any um, that come to mind? The truth is, no line. There's no line. But a, a line, sorry, maybe, let me make sure I, I clear my question up. A, like a line that you wouldn't cross. Um, you mean like ethically? Uh, like ethically or like, you know, okay, now I'm never seeing, I'm only getting to see my mom like, you know, once a year instead of like once a month. Like just some personal values that you wouldn't want to compromise. Uh, good question. Uh, what yeah. personal co- values of yours wouldn't you compromise? Th- this would be a big get, one. To get oh, there. Th- yeah, I got it. This would be a big one. Also for you, because I know that's what you're experiencing, right? Um, it, it doesn't exist. Everything is life. You're just living. You, you just, that's why I believe, I don't believe the whole life, work life balance thing. It doesn't exist. It, it, it's, 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 it's an illusion. You're not, okay. If, if you want to just maybe, you know, live six figure a year, maybe a couple hundred K. Yes. You're going to have all of that. If you want to get to the millionaire or multi-millionaire status, it doesn't exist. I'm not talking about being a workaholic. I'm talking about everything you do in your life needs to be much more integrated. I'll give you an example. With what I do, I there's no, okay, I'm going to work and I'm going to get off, uh, you know, finish work at five, and then I'm going to spend time with my wife. No, my wife, it's integrated with everything I do. We travel together, right? So this week, I'm going to uh, to Vegas to do a meet with, um, a, to, to do a deal where, you know, I'm going to interview celebrities and all that stuff. Then I'm going to take two days off while I'm on vacation, but I'm also doing filming, right? So everything is integrated, just living. Hmm. So my life is business. I love martial art, as you know. So I make martial art videos on my YouTube channel. Everything is just integrated with what I do. There's no... Oh, I'm off and I'm on. No. Do I enjoy what I do? Yes. Am I impacting people? Absolutely. Hmm. Right? Am I helping my family? Yes. Am I, you know, you know, do I make a lot of money doing what I do? Yes. Then it's just all living. There's no, oh, I'm not, you know what? I talk to my mom every single Sunday for two hours, every single Sunday. That's fantastic. It, it you know, so it's it's just how you make it work. But see, most people, they think, oh, if I make more, it means less time for my family. It means, you know, I'm going to be stressed out. It means I'm going to do this. My question is, who came up with that shit? Hmm. It doesn't exist. It's you, you came up with that shit. Oh, the minute. I, so so you're making. So, so, okay, put it this way. Think about this, Vince. 
back then, I want you to circle back when you were making like fifty thousand dollars a month, fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, fifty thousand. Right. Yeah, that was those were the single days. Yeah. Okay, so fifty thousand dollars a year compared to where you're making now. Mm-hmm. Where you're making now? Are you working ten times harder? Uh, to be honest, about maybe pretty close to the same hours. Social media has changed things up. Your attention's on business when it shouldn't be. But uh, pretty similar hours. Um, so what's changed? Maybe um, it's interesting. Now I mean, the pressure to keep it sustaining. So maybe you're trying to work more, but like you really got to keep working smarter. More uh-huh. so, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes there's a, there's a sense that you need to do yeah, there's a because, fear of lo- there's a fear of losing it, so you tend that's to like, right. you know that's right. So you want to start doing more to kind of protect what you've built, as opposed mm-hmm. to even just continuing to do the right things that are the smart moves that are leverageable. So that it sounds like the way you're able to do it, Dan, is that you're making smart moves to get to the next level, not like work more hours kind of moves. Well, put this way, you cannot work more hours to get. I mean, think if you're making, let's say, someone making fifty k a year. You're working, let's say, five, six days a week. You're working hard. You're working eight hours a day. So, what to ten x your income? You're gonna you're gonna now work what ten x that? You're gonna work right. eighty hours a day, right? And only go up, and only go up to hundred k a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. like it makes no sense. So the whole see the how the whole thing our mind just like plays tricks on us, right? Yeah, the whole thing. I think um, the big lesson is you know money's made in the mind, and it's uh, it's, it's, it's idea. So you can always say you can you can trade hours for dollars, or you can trade ideas for millions. Hmm. So I make more not because not that I don't work hard. Of course, I put in the effort, but that's not the answer. That is not the answer. If if that is the answer, then most people would be rich. <laughs> it's not. It's to do with value. Again, the marketplace doesn't care. It cares about what mark, what value you are bringing to the marketplace in exchange of money. So you can either deliver the value on your own by yourself, then that's perfectly fine. Or are you gonna have leverage? Are you gonna do it like just no different when you do one on one versus doing it with your mastermind? Mm-hmm. You, now it's more like a group leverage. You're delivering more value that requires less your time. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll rest my case. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I only do consulting with like a handful of people. Okay, and they pay me a lot of money. The client, the, my number one quote unquote client, who pays me the most amount of money, I spend the least amount of time with. The guy who pays me the most amount of money, I spend the least amount of time with. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Why is that? Be, because success, because successful people understand that success is there responsibility that's part of it but there's there's not a reason um can hey let me keep going i think another big thing is um they they are always thinking roi so yes so they're looking at the investment and then they're telling themselves they they give put themselves in the position to figure out how to make a roi on it as opposed to expecting the other person to do it for them that's also big very close very close there's one more uh you gotta finish it off because because he's not looking to I'm I'm spending X to buy blocks of hours of dance time. Hmm. He's, he's not thinking. 
He's he's he said, Dan, if you can solve my problem in an hour, why would I want you to spend ten hours on it?、Mm, yeah, it's like the trainer、it's, that can get results in half an hour sessions versus one hour sessions. They should be getting paid more than the person doing one hour sessions. Yeah, so the in the initial the initial、uh, starting point of relationship. So when he wrote me that big check, we're talking a six figure check, okay? And all I did, I just made introduction, told me it's a ten minute phone call. That's it. That that ten minute phone call made him a tremendous amount of money. So there, he already got his all his money back and more within like ten minutes. Plus, then afterwards, the ongoing, he he's not looking to. He said, "Dan, I don't need fifty, sixty ideas from you." So I'm already successful. What I need is I'm working on all these things. You tell me which one I need to focus on, and what's the strategy behind it.、Hmm. I say, do this, do this. Don't do this. Just focus on this, and then he gets to work.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to babysit him. I don't need to challenge him. I don't need to, you know, look over his shoulders. Are you getting shit done? No, he's getting shit done. He's busy implementing shit. He comes back to me every couple months and say, Hey, Dan, I've gotten this far. This is the data.、Hmm. This is statistics. What should I do? What lever should I pull, pull, pull now? What should I focus on? I said, do this, this, and here's the strategy. And it goes goes out there and back to work again.、Mm-hmm. It's not looking to to for me to shoot the breeze and talk about the weather.、Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Sometimes it's one text message. Do this. He's a resource. Sign up for this. Boom. That made him X amount of dollars. Right.、Mm-hmm. He's looking for a shortcut. He's looking for that one elegant idea. He's not looking to buy time. It's a very different in mindset. Right,、yeah. that's why it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I, you know, one of my pet peeves. I'll just wrap up here. I want to tell everybody listening about our collaboration coming up, like really soon. If it's not already in motion, depending, I think actually it'll be already in motion.、Uh, Dan and I've got a huge announcement to share with you guys on how to make you guys money making geniuses and money making machines.、Uh, but you know. One of my pet peeves is when people come to an event and they ask, you know, did you get your money's worth? I'm like,、um, <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> I got my money's worth, and, and it's always funny when、um, you go into a room. You know, I was at an event recently、uh, where my coaches invited people to sit in on the event, and then you know afterwards people are talking. They're saying, "Now should I join? Did I get? I don't know if I'm going to get my money's worth from this group." I'm like, guys, if you didn't get your money's worth from that two days, then you know that's. A major red flag right there because I got my money's worth in a ten-minute conversation I had on the side before the event even started, and and it's because I have the skill set, I have the ability to extract a nugget of information,、um, and and I would just want to reassure people that this is a skill that is developed. You know, some, I used to get hard on people when they're like, "You didn't get your money's worth." I'm like. They just haven't learned how to extract value out of a conversation or、uh, pull an idea or.、Uh, And this is when you start hanging out with guys like you and I. More often, your mind starts expanding. For me, just like to hear about the story about the three hundred thousand dollar Bentley and the fifteen million dollar condo, I'm like, that's starting to push me. Like maybe I need to、um, get a nicer car. Maybe I should get, you know, think about getting the second home sooner than later because those are all going to be things that attract more people into my world. And it's like, how am I not going to make the investment back? And and、uh, the only tip I can give everybody, if your mind's not there yet, guys, is just come and hang out with guys、uh, like us. Get around us.、Um, you know, if we ever have a training program, if we ever have an event, if we ever have anything with us in person, the fastest way to expand your ability to grasp this stuff that can 10x your life and your financial and professional life is simply to get training. And to get education, and to just be around in conversation with like-minded people, 
It's the fastest way to 10x your income. Would you agree, Dan? I, I absolutely agree. It's it's your environment. I always say your your environment is more powerful than your willpower. Hmm. So if you surround yourself, you put yourself in that way, in right, the right environment and surround yourself with the right people, the right guidance and mentors. Because uh, let's face it, the, your your environment right now probably is not 100% ideal for your ambition and for your goals mm-hmm. for most people. Uh, and it's very difficult. I always say it's almost impossible to implement without altering your environment. Because everything else around you, it's not supportive of your goal, mm-hmm. right? And you, the people you grew up with, right? The people you have a drink over with, the people you watch games with. I mean, you are. I mean, show me, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're nice, but I don't know how much value they add in terms of helping you to get to where you want to go. Yeah, you need separate right. pockets of friends, and what even happens is like as your business explodes like what i have to do and and grows just grows whatever you know my wife it's really important for me to keep her connected with other entrepreneur women other entrepreneur wives because they yes. have a completely yes. different conversation and it's crazy. i'm just telling you guys your future so <laughs> you know as as um the income increases she'll start to feel more and more uncomfortable with having certain kinds of conversations uh, with other girls whose husbands haven't taken the leap um, professionally and income-wise because uh, what, so what happens is like you have to ensure that she's increasing and changing – she's changing her environment as well or else it creates a sense of like um, they start to lose like their identity and they start to not have as much fulfillment, contribution in their relationships and it's, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic um, that you have to keep an eye on and everything starts to change and um, you have all these new problems, <laughs> like good problems. It's true. It's <laughs> true. And, and with me, like uh, I have the YouTube show, Alpha Man Smart Woman, I always say that behind every successful man is a smarter woman. Mm. And <laughs> so, so true. It's very true. So with with me and my wife and I, we actually work together with business partners. She so she's not just a or a wife. I mean she's I mean she's my consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's my business partner. We travel together, we go to events together, she helps me run the event. Uh, because with what we do, it's a little bit different because you can't help but um, she needs to be your wife needs to be okay with things we kind of evolve more around you. Right, because you are the center, you you are of the tension, you are, you you're the main person, right? So she's, I mean, same thing. My wife has to make some sacrifices of some of her dreams mm-hmm. that she wants to pursue because she wanted to do fashion merchandising, and she gave that up um, just to to work with me and work me work with me in the business. And but then she got it. And you, if you watch one of the episodes on YouTube, she was talking about, you know what, my husband is my success, mm-hmm. right? That helping him become more successful, it's it's my I become more successful. You know that, and, right? Yeah, I wanted to sorry to cut you off there, but I was out in California, and uh, my coach Bedros, I was talking to his wife Diana, and because uh, she has a really uh, she had a really big cooking business, and I asked her like me and Flavia are kind of going through this right now, trying to figure out like what we should do with her business because uh, you know it generated a lot of income for quite a few mm. years, but um, you know I asked her like she just. 
they both got to the point where it didn't make sense to have two separate businesses in the same house. Mm-hmm. And and we're having the same conversation right now. And I just actually, um, nobody really knows this yet. You're one of the first people to know this. But, mm. you know, after Empire Mastermind, you know, I pitched my wife. You know, it was a very serious, I was a very well thought out conversation. And I just proposed the idea of us aligning forces. And mm. why, are we, why are we not working together to grow my coaching program to 200 men? Why are, mm-hmm. why are, and obviously we have to identify what she would want to really contribute. And, but like, it doesn't make sense for me to be freaking helping her with a Facebook headline to, you know, get her, um, you know, cooking off or complying on ads when, you know, she could be helping me, you know, get more people into my, yeah. you know, managing my expenses or to, uh, she's got some very specific skill sets that could be very, very valuable. So I'm like, Maybe like I, I've slowly put my fitness business on the back burner, not on the back burner completely, but I'm like, Flavia, maybe it's time for you to evolve as well. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like as the husband evolves, the wife has to evolve as well in her mindset. And like maybe we, why do we need, why do we even need your fitness business? You have so much more to offer. And if we started working with each other instead of, not against each other, but like on two separate businesses in the same house with two different payrolls and different team members and different expenses and different credit cards. It's like, what are we doing? Oh, but more than that, it, it is now you guys are, are on the same wavelength. Mm. Now it's not one plus one equals two. Now it's one plus one equals 10. Yes. Because there are two people who are, who are in love with each other, who are family and you think you are living and breathing the business. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell you without hesitation at all, I would not be one tenth of where I am without my wife. Period. Mm. So everybody knows. Like all my team, all my friends, they know uh, when like Jenny is the mastermind, right? <laughs> like I, I'm like everything's all every single like. I mean, think about the connection that we have, and, I, and that's something I want to inspire everyone listening to this, right? Where. She knows every single deal I'm working on. She knows every single investment. She knows every single client, everything I'm working on, mm-hmm. everything. So she's, she, she attends every single business meeting with me, every single business meeting. So, you know, so when we talk, it's not just, hey, honey, how's work? Or, you yeah. know, did you get the grocery? It's not that bullshit, right? Yeah. You know, we go deep. We grow together. We learn together. I mean, my wife attended the you know four day digital marketing conference with me, right? Yeah, you gotta understand. Like, so I don't need to come home and say, explain. Oh, here's what I learned. No, no, we know. I think it's fantastic. I personally, it, it never entered my mind until recently. It's kind of crazy to say, but after eight years, it's finally come <laughs> um, aware that, like, you know, you look at Grant and Elena Cardone, like they're uh-huh. they're they're a power couple. Um, yep. You just look at some of these big business moguls, and they're working together side by yep. side. I think it's 100%. for me. It's really, you know, it's cool to hear that you guys have the same. My coach has the same. And I think that's the direction that we're moving in. And again, yeah. it all goes back to the big theme of this call. You guys are wondering why, how's this related? It's, it's 100% related because money is made in the mind. It's yep. made in the way you think and in the way you act. So, um, you know, Dan, I'd love to tell them about what you and I've got going. And, um, you know, one of the uh, big things going on over here is um, we're looking to finally – uh, build a full-blown team, team of uh, ambitious individuals who want to uh, connect with people that are investing in Vince Damani products and offer them more products. And um, the, the way that we're going to be doing that is uh, by building a full-blown sales team. 
I, I want to build a sales force, you know, just like uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Jordan Belfort had, you know, he has, has all his guys working on the floor and just like uh, without all the cocaine and without the cocaine, without the cocaine and hookers, of course, yeah, and just like uh, uh, you know, uh, who is it? Well, now that you know, Jay Capital's got it going now, and how Bedros has got it going, and how you've got it going for your for your company, we're ready now to invest into individuals. Who want to take control and write their own, take control of their financial future and write their own paycheck? So, uh, I mean, you, I've been looking for this for so long. Um, for, so, for those listening, what I've always wanted is to have a full-blown sales team, a sales force, calling people uh, that buy my programs and offering them more. Because something that I learned a long time ago is who's your happiest customers? People who buy the most stuff from you or the least stuff from you? The most yeah, stuff, no. right? Look at people who have Apple products. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's got Apple products, you got an Apple phone, you've got, you got a Mac, iPad, you got a Mac, yeah. just like me, right? <laughs> you got a desktop, you got you may have an old nano, you got an old iPod, you've got the Apple TV. You're a diehard Apple fan. And what I've learned is that people that buy more of your programs become better customers, better raving fans, they take more action. And because I've got such a great suite of programs and we've really rehauled them over the last uh, year, two years, we now have everybody's customer journey uh, laid out step by step. So if you're skinny fat, we know exactly which programs you need. If you're overweight, we know exactly which path you need. If you're you're skinny and want to build muscle, we know exactly which path you need. So really, we just need to get on the phone with people that are investing and ensure that they're armed with all the right tools, resources, support. So we're not looking for people to get on the phone and hard sell people. We're looking to just help people accelerate the results. You know, the last thing we want is to train people on the phone and, uh, and, and make them feel like they got hard sold. We want, like you say, Dan, at the end of the call for them to say, thank you for calling me today and letting me know, letting me know that you can help me in more ways than what I just invested in. And um, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys to join uh, my team. So, Dan, maybe you can tell them a bit about what you and I um, have teamed up on and just how this has worked for uh, many other guys like myself who have got the same vision. As, as I talk about, I think the number one skill to get getting everything you want in life is the ability to close. It's the ability to close, period. Uh, all my wealth, all my fulfillment, all my success comes from my, from my ability to close. Even when I was a copywriter from 1,000 to 10,000, my ability hasn't changed. It's simply because I was a better closer. So if this is a skill that you want to explore and you want to learn more of, uh, Vince and I, we are conducting a special webinar. You can go to www.fumoneywithvince.com. That's www.fumoneywithvince.com. And also when you register for the webinar, I'm also going to give you a copy of my book, um, FU Money. Uh, you can on Amazon it sells for 30 bucks, but you'll be able to download it for free as well. So I think from that, it doesn't matter if you want to join our team, which is good. If you just want to learn a little bit more about how this works and how to close and, and how we do some of the things that we do, I think you'll get a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Just no different than this interview from that webinar as well. Yeah, the webinar is um, you know, absolutely outstanding, guys. So um, go to that site now, fumoneywithvince.com. Uh, register now. And um, there's a little video there for me. It's a personalized video. And um, what we're doing here with you guys is, is 100% personalized. This is You're, you're going to see Dan and I have uh, worked through this slide by slide. A lot of value. 
And um, <clears throat> this is exactly the stuff that I started learning back in my mid-20s, which is why I want to now do it for you guys. And I want to give you guys these same tools, the same knowledge, the same access that I had uh, so that you guys can heck. I mean, I, I'm not a big guy on making claims because you guys know how it is. You know, you've got to take massive action, but, uh, you know, literally write your own paycheck. I'm 100% comfortable telling you that this opportunity is for anyone that wants to write their own paycheck, replace what they're doing, or just um, have a little side hustle. Um, maybe, Dan, you could quickly just share some of the um, kind of testimonials uh, or success, success stories, maybe a couple of guys that um, stand out in your mind um, that have worked with you. Oh, there's so there's so many of them. <laughs> we, Sorry, about had, ten like, to twenty. No, there's, wait, just, there's no. like hundreds of them. Um, but I'll, I'll share with one who is actually my uh, my my right hand. His name is Kayvon. So Kayvon, when he first came to me, he has been trying to do all kinds of businesses, affiliate marketing, and and network marketing, and trying to be a coach, and trying to do all these things. Um, and just like most people did, he invested in this program and that program. And that left him to about a hundred, $150,000 in debt, right? Um, $120,000 in debt. And he was losing about $25,000 a month. $25,000 a month. Think about it. Wow. So he came to me. He actually saw me uh, at TEDx. I was the opening speaker. Um, and at first he saw me in my red suit and everything. He's like, oh, I don't like this guy. I do not like this guy at all. Um, and afterwards, he went on to YouTube. Actually, he was searching and he saw my videos again. He started watching some of my videos. And what I was sharing on those videos just started making more sense to him. And he was he was at a point where he was one month away from bankruptcy. Wow. One month. He actually walked into the bankruptcy, um, walked into the office. He was going to fill the paperwork. But he walked out. Uh, he didn't fill the paperwork. Anyway, he got in touch with, with me and he said, Dan, can you help me? And he explained to him, to explain to me my, uh, his situation. And it was a bad situation, quite frankly. It was like a month away from bankruptcy, $120,000 of debt, losing $25,000 a month. That's bad. Okay. That is very, very bad. Uh, and I said, yes, I could help you under one condition. You do exactly what I say. He said, I'll do exactly what you say. Because he's at a point where he has no choice. Put his ego aside. I said, he's what I want you to do. So I told him to shut down a bunch of stuff, cut his expense. I taught him how to close. Hmm. How to close on the telephone. Within 30 days, listen to this, 30 days, he went from losing $25,000 a month to making $25,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That's a 50K difference. You got to understand, right? $25,000 a month. And then within within a few more months, he was he was making $40,000 a month. Wow. It changed his life. Pay off his debt. Right? It just, it changed his life. Right. All because I gave him this one skill. This one skill. Now, am I saying that you're going to make 25K a month and make 40K a month? Hell no. I don't know your, I don't know your background. I don't know your situation. But what I do know is, by mastering this one skill, the ability to close. Doesn't matter if you want to sell your own programs or services. Doesn't matter if you want to sell other people's programs and services. You are not going to be successful financially without this skill. I don't care what it is that you do. Mm. Period. It's impossible. Dude, I mean, 
ever since I reinvested into learning how to sell, you know, it's changed my life. And again, I'm not saying this here to brag, guys, but you have to understand that there's only one skill in the world that you need, and it's selling. And um, I just quickly share some results because I know you guys are skeptical. And Dan, I know you got to go. I'll wrap this up in 60 seconds here. But um, just recently, I had an event this past uh, weekend in San Diego. And in that two-day event, I closed $125,000 net from the stage. It wasn't technically from a stage, but it was standing in front of a room. So to be able to do that, it's a lot different than, I mean, it's the same thing you're doing on the full one-on-one, but uh, it's actually another level up. So I want you guys to know that you're not learning from fanboys here, all right? You're not learning from talkers. Uh, A few months prior to that, I did it as well in Tampa in front of a room of about 60 people, and I um, closed 184K net, again, from the stage, from the front of the room, and it was all based on a system. All right, very specific system uh, that we want to teach you. So uh, I did this again last year in Toronto. Um, you know, 15 guys, 15 times. It was I think 211 grand. So, so you know what? You know, I've been talking about these numbers lately in my Instagram stories, and I've never really revealed, you know, shared a formula system that you guys can model, that you guys can replicate, so that you guys can start experiencing the same ability to. Um, write a big paycheck that's net profit that's that's i think the biggest thing in business is like you guys have to be thinking about net profit and what you can actually put in your bank account and and uh, what we've got with dan is super super exciting because it does just that i'm going to be straight up honest with you guys a lot of you guys do not want to do what we do because we have to we've got big payrolls we've got to invest we got to put money out before we see anything come back in it's scary it's risky it's hard it's lonely and um, you know, there's a lot. There's other. There's other ways of making money online that don't have all that capital invested or necessary. Sorry. So, uh, Dan. Anyways, man. Um, thank you so much for your time today. For everybody uh, here, go to. Um, um, where's the link? I just had it. Oh, here. If you if you money with Vince.com. Yep, that's it. And uh, register right now. And thank you guys so much for listening, Dan. I'm pumped to come on out to Vancouver at some point. Hopefully sooner than later, man. Hey, let me know. I'm here, man. All right, buddy. Thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon. And hope to uh, have you uh, join us on our webinar very soon, guys. Love this episode of the Vince Del Monte podcast? Then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. And most importantly, it will help us spread the M5 mission to other men like us dedicated to maximizing and mastering the five M's of manhood. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak soon. Guess what? We just sold out. A thousand copies of my best-selling book, Living Large, have been claimed. And I'm so, so grateful. If you picked up a copy, I just want to say thank you for trusting me and investing into my work. I truly believe that when you start building muscle, the no-nonsense way, you will not just build muscle in the short term, but you will go the distance and you will keep building muscle into your 30s, into your 40s, and into your 50s. I am committed to helping you build a body that gets noticed and one that doesn't 
take more from you than it gives back. Now, I have got good news if you missed out on claiming your copy. We have just ordered another 1,000 copies from our publisher and they are ready to ship. All you need to do is go to getlivinglarge.com, pay a small shipping fee, and it will be shipped directly to your front door so that you can prime your body for insane muscle gain. You're going to get a done-for-you 30-week muscle building program and done-for-you meal plans based on your body type and based on whether you want to pack on muscle aggressively or if you need to lose a little bit of body fat. I got you covered. Just go to getlivinglarge.com and the book is yours.